Good afternoon. Welcome to part two of the Newton's Nugget story. With today, we're going to concentrate on the book itself, how they built the book, how they worked together as a partnership. Last time we heard how they raised the funds for it, and I'm sure you'll agree with lots of laughter, fun, hints and tips in. So you must be raring to go with this session. So I won't hold you back. I will get straight into session two. So you've got the money. How much of the book have you done already, or is it now to start the book? I hope I hope when I put this on, it, we're all in the screen at the same time then, because both of your faces were that It was like, oh, well. <laughs> Do you know I what? Mean, that was the ideas of and the notes. Weird ride. We, we, Paul, Paul, had, Paul had written a lot of... Like, anybody who's seen Paul live knows that he does things like he'll do a short short stories that's paul's skill um and so he had a lot of them done but there was no structure there was no way that that was tied together or anything like that no. and no. so the coming months was basically paul getting those stories finished um which to be fair didn't take you very long um and and then to try and understand how they would fit into a book and that was hard work sort of you know but we the problem is is that you know we've already talked about individuals at home and big multi-million pound companies and anybody who is a marketing person let alone somebody writing a book knows that you kind of need to have a market in mind now paul's skill which makes that very difficult is that he's very good at talking to hundreds of people in a room that come from very different backgrounds and and keeps them all engaged so we basically had to think about how we were going to structure this book and put it all together and take all those stories and you know were there common themes amongst them and what did we really want to achieve with the book and all of these sorts of things. Um, so having had what was probably most of the main content together, we then, it took a long time for us to piece that together. I think that's the longest thing was then to rearrange all of that and then write, put it all together into something that flowed as a proper book where we really understood how a reader was going to read it. I think, yeah that was that took us a long time and it was in and i couldn't just tell a story now it, it, if there was a story about how someone got hacked and how you know a, a pi computer was plugged into a network and how they broke in and did it it's not just about that now because if i'm in that room of 400 people and i'm telling a story i can end the story with it gurus can you put your hand up Brilliant. If you want a way to stop that ever happening, get them involved. Jesse put his hand up there as soon as you mentioned IT guru. He doesn't even meant to. Mate, <laughs> mate, if we ever get to the point where we can have somebody else doing both of our IT, we will both be very happy. <laughs> okay. Um, but do you know what I mean? That now, this is somebody sat on their own with our book. We can't say to them, see that IT bloke just two tables across, he'll help you with this. That there's, you can't just have the story now. You've got to end it. You've got to, you've got to give people a way out. Yeah, 
and e um, even when we got to the stage where we were doing final proofreads oh, we, God, we would read something and go well what was the point of that because because yeah. saying it on a saying it on a stage and getting a laugh that could be the point of it yeah but when you're reading it in a book and you go well this problem happened but you, in a book you kind of need this a solution to that problem um, and actually sometimes it, it wasn't really that obvious and we certainly wouldn't be the right people to give you a solution because the solution could be really complicated um, and so we we actually had to edit out some of what we had in there stuff that we knew was good and you know dare I say if we did something different in the future where we could get somebody to come up with a solution with that <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Newt shaking his head there. Um, he's he's having a he's having six months off after this, Jesse. Just to let you know, he hasn't told yeah. you yet. I think we both deserve six months off after this. I, I'm, mind reader, you see, that's that's my new skill. You're not getting my pin though. <laughs> Already got it, mate. <laughs> so, so, so what? So so you you've got this. You've about to start writing the book now. Who takes the lead? You've got the stories. Who takes the lead now? So I'm getting the feeling we're starting to change dynamics here now. We're um, starting to, to, to pull your kind of, you've done your part now. It's now up to Jesse to form it. I'm, that's the feeling I'm getting. But do you know what? I don't think, and, and I hope Jesse agrees with this, neither of us really took a lead. Mm. But we do understand each other's skills. If, if we're in an actual situation where somebody has to stand up and look like they're taking control, that would probably be me. If we're in a situation where we need to think about how to make something look amazing and get it written across properly so other people were in it in many ways, Jesse. If, if, um, if something needs to look amazing, my God, that's Jesse. And, and, and that's kind of how we worked. Even when I was doing stuff on my own, there would be a note in the book saying, Jesse, I need you on this bit because I'm shot. And vice versa. Jesse would read a story and he'd go, in the book, he'd put a note of, Paul, I love this bit, but I need this. And, and you know what? Even in the book, that comes across. Something that me and Jesse agreed right at the start is to have um, Jesse's thoughts. So every so often in the book, you'll see almost a speech bubble come up and it will be Jesse's thoughts on this. And, and it could be, um, actually, uh, my phone is a great example. One of them, Jesse's put a bubble up and it says, just so you know, Paul's got an old phone. Paul's phone can't do this, this and this. So if you've upgraded beyond those, look at this, 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 this and this as a way of dealing with it. Paul doesn't know that because he doesn't care because his phone's too old. <laughs> stuff like that and I love that in the book because it's kind of the way we talk when we're in front of people yeah. you know I'll do something I'll get people thinking I'll be, then I'll back off and Jesse will go you look like that okay do you need help with that bit I can help you with that bit over here it, it just works so as for taking the lead I think the best bit we had on that Jesse was when we wrote the skeleton of how the book would form. Yeah. Because Jesse's right. I have shed loads of stories in my head that we wanted to get across. And we 
something that mental theft has done is we've got three different versions of mental theft and we teach those different versions. And Jesse went, that's a nice start. If we go with that and talk to people about them, then we started making a chapters list. God, you remember the chapters list, Jesse? And, and literally it was 14 different points that we wanted to cover off. And we split all that up really, didn't we? Yeah. We started going, right, I've got, okay, that story can fit into that section. That story can fit there. That story can fit there. We need a result for there. We need a lesson here. We need this here. We need, um, and then you look at, and I can remember us doing these 14 chapters and I'm going to get the number wrong here. Okay. So if anyone reads the book, this number will be wrong. It was something well, like, what, what they need they to do is to read the book so they know the number. Yeah, ah, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, so if yeah. I get this one wrong, you can always email me and tell me I'm an idiot. Um, I think it was chapter nine, Jesse, when you looked at it and you just went, Paul, there is next to nothing in this chapter, but the title is really strong. We need something strong in there. Yeah. And I think that was, I, I then had a nightmare with one of the chapters for ages, didn't I? And while I'm having a nightmare with this, Jesse is out making things prettier, making things better, rewriting it in different language so that it's not just coming out as a bloke from West London who doesn't really care about what he's written and I just want the information to get to you. He's making all of that more awesome. And then I think it was chapter nine. might have been eight. I'm not sure now. Got to buy the book to find out. <laughs> yeah, got to buy the book to find out. Have a guess at which one it is. Um, and if you're right, you'll get your name put in a drawer. Uh, in the desk, yeah? In the, yeah in, a, in the desk, in the drawer in Jesse's office. Uh, you so Jess, you Jesse, to give away a prize now. Jesse, I don't think I'm wrong in saying that, that Paul's the flamboyancy and you're the steady Ellie behind it. So you get all these flamboyant yeah. things from Paul. He's obviously the showman himself, and we all appreciate what he does show business-wise. I've seen him do tricks and everything. So you get all this, you get all this, this show business stuff off Paul. What's your procedure then? I know we don't have enough time on a podcast, but do tell us the outline. <laughs> yeah, it's it's an awful lot of work behind the scenes to get an idea how you're going to structure something. Um, and and Paul Paul's basically got this madness whizzing around, and you just need to put it into little compartments and understand how that flows together, I guess. And and actually having worked with Paul for, for from things like filming him doing his live shows, that that's kind of how he works anyway. His he is compartments of madness. Um and write that one down, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> but but the reality is, is that, you know, you asked about who took the lead and uh, immediately what came to mind was, um, you know, famous people, when they write their autobiographies, they don't really write it themselves. They normally get someone in to, to essentially interview them. Now, I don't really need to interview Paul for all of this stuff, but I would I would write in our notes and, and everything, you know, Paul, talk to me more about this, write something about that. Um, because this this bit needs filling out a little bit more or what on earth are you talking about here what does this this doesn't really make sense uh you know let's let's turn this into something that's useful for people and things like that you know it sounds like something good but where are we going with it so in reality and and so it it sounds 
I think it can sound like quite hard work because you've got you're trying to turn that flamboyance into something written and structured, but actually in reality it the way we work together is quite quite good because like Paul said earlier, you know, I can say to him, I need you to focus on this one thing. Go and do that. And I knew I could get on with the next bit and then we would just be working at the same time but on different things because I think realistically if we were trying to write the same thing at the same time we would have killed each other by now. <laughs> remember uh, so we so, so, sorry Ben we, I was just gonna say allegedly. Yes. Allegedly. <laughs> so we we had several documents revolving around the book and there was a main one. There was a main one that we we purposely both had access to at the same time and we could both write stuff in. And it, it, it kind of became the heart of the book. Um, and I'd put a story in there and I'd put it under chapter 82 because, Jesse, I don't know where this is going yet. And I'd throw things in there. And there was this one time that I'm writing on one of the chapters. And then what was the picture you put up? But you put a picture up and something just saying, Cooey, I'm here too. <laughs> and, and we're nowhere near each other. And we started having this stupid conversation within the document. And then after a while, one of us went, we should delete that just in case. <laughs> <laughs> Proofreading it. And then you got Kui in there. Yeah. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> I'm in here too. What the hell? <laughs> and just stuff like that. It just amuses both of us. But it was also lovely that we were both working on the same thing, but on different parts. And the fact that Jesse spotted which bit I was working on because he's seen it changing and he's gone, pause there. I'm going to wait until here and I'm going to drop a picture. It was something stupid, like a picture of a duck or something. I can't remember, but I'm just tapping away. And then all of a sudden this duck appeared on my screen. And I'm like, what the? There's only one other person that could do that. Well done. <laughs> Quality that is, Jesse. I love that. So you, you obviously, that's the dynamics of how it works, et cetera. When did you know you were close to finishing? Paul first and then Jesse. Because I, I like this comparison because obviously you haven't discussed this. So it can be different times. So, Paul, when did you think you were, when did you think, oh, we're close here? We, we've got something to finishing. Finishing? I, I kind of gave up hope on timescales. How about you, Jesse? <laughs> I'm talking about the content, Paul, not, not the structure. The content, the content yeah. The content. Oh, God, mate, I still don't know. Um, the, do you know what? The thing that threw me the most was when we proofread it all and we got other people involved in that as well and even then the, the one of the actually two of the proofreaders not us two came back with what's the conclusion on this section and we both looked at it and went we how how has this gone past both of us without a conclusion and i think that bit was finished two weeks ago jesse yeah. about then yeah. That was that was the last big note of Paul. This needs to be written, um, and I went back in, changed that, and then it was. So yeah, it's got to be close to two weeks ago now, mate. That we finally went. That's it. That's the first. That's the last full stop in the wrong place, or you know, that's the last capitalize this letter because it should be because it's a name kind of thing, yeah. and. Well, then you... Right, so I'm going I'm to teach you something here, Ben. Go on, I, I always thought that printing a book would be get all the document together, put it into the size of the page you want, give it to the printers. It's really not. 
every single page is classed as artwork on its own and has to be dealt with as such, to which I went, what the hell? How, how do you do that? And Jesse literally went, I got this bit. I'm, I'm actually editing a, a, ga- a magazine called The Garage, so I'm aware of that. But Paul, I'm, in your, I, I'm with you. I, I get the content and pass the production. That's what you've got to do, Paul. That's the best way, mate, honestly. Get the content, pass it production, and then just have a look at it. It magically becomes this piece of art. Yeah, it is magic, isn't it? See? It is. It is. Jesse, so Jesse, just, just, just get on with the art. Jess, can we move yeah. for a minute? So all you do is you just put them both together and you hope. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, Jesse, obviously, I am really respectful for production. Uh, and, and that that kind of side of things, uh, is that what caused the late nights? Yeah, uh, mostly because we'd gone round in circles with editing and proofing it and making sure the content was right for such a long time. I think that took us a lot longer than we expected. Yeah, because because Paul had all the stories already down. You know, when we did the fundraiser back in was it July? We finished the fundraiser. Yeah, July eighth um, was the last day. So we didn't think it was going to take too long to turn what was thousands of words of document into a fine finished book. And that bit took us a huge amount of time. Um and I could see when at the point that like it was fun I, I was giggling to myself a little bit when you asked when did we feel like it was finished because to, to me, I could see I could see Paul relax a little bit when once the proofreading had been done mm. and we'd fixed all that because we'd gone through it. You know, you iterate and you go, all right, we've got these changes. All right, we've got there's 50 new ones now. 50 is quite a small list now. And then it all got down and there were three and then we did those and there was one more thing left and that was that done. And Paul went, wow, we've done it. And to me, that's, you know, now the hard work begins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and because we had in our minds deadlines and dates, and you know, getting this book out before Christmas and all of these sorts of things, making sure that we had the artwork in such a way that it would go to the printers. There's new, you know, we we're doing this as an ebook as well. Um, so that side of things is a whole new technology that I had no idea what to do with all of it, um, and so. That's an awful lot of unknown unknowns with time, because um, you know, some these things can take a couple of hours, or they you, it could take weeks. Who knows until you've actually done it once? Well, now 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 you know, Jess. You're experienced. You're a book writer. Yeah, you're, you're ready to go through it all again, aren't you? Yeah. I, to be honest, it was it wasn't as painful as I thought it was going to be. Um, do you want to look across to the side of the screen? I don't think somebody agrees with you on that. Mate, I Lee wasn't doing it. <laughs> you know what? For me, it's the unknown. It's the not knowing how hard something can be and realizing there is bugger all you can do. Yeah. I mean, how many how many times did we talk and I'd I'd say to you, let me take some of the workload, or let me do this, and it's like, mate, you can't. Yeah. <sighs> you know, it's whole new skills that would have had to have learned to have been able to do anything um and the reality is you know i th- i think paul was sat there with this sort of 
can't you just PDF our Word document and send that to the printers? And so <laughs> therefore, seeing the stress that I was going through because I wasn't quite sure how much work it was going to be and how long it was going to take was the stress transfer to Paul because all he could see was a stress and had no idea of what the, this next bit was going to be. Um, I mean, I, no, I uh, sorry, Jesse, I respect both sides because I've been on both sides in the media. But one thing I'll say to you, Paul, is that it, uh, Jesse's going through it for a very short, sharp period. Yeah. But you have done all the stories for uh, many, many years. Uh, so over time, so you've got to respect that as well, which I know Jesse does just from the conversation. Yeah. And, and again, mate, it comes down to, do you know what? I don't know if I could have done this with anyone else because we both have respect for each other's skills and and we both know when to back off and let the other more skilled person deal with what they've got to deal with yeah. um i don't think jesse will if i'm if i'm ever doing a keynote or if i'm ever doing a stage show if i'm ever doing something in front of an audience at all jesse would never walk up to to me in that situation and go you know what why don't you change that bit <laughs> no. You should see his Facebook feed. He said it though. Yeah. Why not send it straight to you? <laughs> He's good at Facebook. He's hidden that from me. <laughs> I'll send you photos later, Paul. But do you know what I mean? As as much as, and it is a good example actually, Jesse. When I've got to get on stage and show off, Jesse just goes, "Good luck. You got this." And there's moments when I have to do the same with him, and I just go, "Mate." shout if you want me i don't if you need me shout and i remember there was a few nights that i stayed up with you when you were doing late nights and it was for the simple fact of i knew my mate was up late working on something and then you know a couple of times in that night he'd go paul i don't feel right about this how do you like the wording of this compared to this and i'd go go with option b i prefer that and you go brilliant me too and carry on but some of those nights when we stayed up until stupid hours, he might only ask me one thing. You were there for support? Yeah. Yeah. I was there because my mate was working late. Brilliant. No. I mean, it, it's, it's a fantastic story. So we've got this, uh, we've got this beautiful piece of artwork now by Jesse, um, and he's made, it, he's made the stories into this, this book that's going out. He's telling it to the publisher. It's now... How this is this is the stage we're at, isn't it? The stage we're at now is it's with the publishers. So how do you feel today? When's um, the launch? And what's the book called? Because we haven't said that. <laughs> right. So, um, okay. How do I feel? Weird. Really weird. I, I keep expecting, I keep expecting Jesse to ask me another question. I, I I just keep expecting just a just a ping of a message going. Not happy with this bit. What can we do here? What can we change? Can we do this? Can we do that? If I said this, would that be truth? Would that be a lie? Would that hurt anything? Um, but knowing that, right, Ben, we're, we're, we're kind of a little bit past the point you said. It's gone to the publishers, and actually, even the proof from the publishers has been agreed, and the print on the first run of books has started today. So Jesse and I are literally now waiting for a delivery. Uh, now, now, today, Dominic Cummins has left Downing Street as a PR guru and your book is going to print. 
there's some kind of crossover here you want to tell me about. Is this an exclusive that we should be telling Boris Johnson now? Um, it's nothing to do with us. Or... <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant. <laughs> if Dominic Cunnings was involved, I think we'd have got the funding a lot easier. <laughs> and it would have come from Durham. He'd <laughs> <laughs> have driven it to my house. Anyway. Anyway, back to anyway. back to normality. Back to the real world. Back to the real world. None of that rubbish out there yet. Government bodies. Good luck entertainers. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, so we are literally now waiting for the delivery date. Once once we get those books in their hand, those ones are going out to the crowdfund pledges. And that's our first run. They are only going to those guys. Okay. The public launch. Oh God, I'm so Jesse, I'm so scared of saying this, mate. I'm so scared. I'm sure you've said it once before, haven't you? I don't I've think said it a few times and I've got fear every time. <laughs> the public launch is first of December. Ooh, Christmas book. Christmas, but I like that. Please keep plugging it like that, mate. Jeez. And and actually, actually the reason why that kind of made sense to us, because we didn't really think of it as a Christmas book because of the subject matter. But a few people, including a few of the people who have pledged, have actually turned around and said, do you know what? I want a copy of this to give to my parents or to a family member because I know they're at risk and they don't realise and they've started using computers or, you know, they're getting all these phone calls or text messages that are and not, you know, they're all scams and things, and they don't necessarily know. And I can't be there all the time to make sure, to, to answer all the questions. Um, and so I know there's a lot of people who've gone, actually, they need to read this and understand what the problems are and how to get around them. Mm. Um, and it's and, those people we're trying to help. The people who can't afford a consultant to come in and sort everything out. Um, the people who can't afford to, I, I don't know, even book Jesse for a day to help with the IT stuff that we shouldn't be looking after anyway. It, it, but if we can get a book out there for 15 quid or less, you know, it's then we're good. It, it's it's, it's going to help so many people in so many ways because you're coming at it from a point of view of understanding and not the technical issue. Um, and, I, and I think that's what I've picked up really is that, you're telling it through stories and what they say stories sell. Um, and, I, and I think that's, that's ideal for this book. Uh, so, Jesse, how, how do you feel at the moment? Um, I'm re I'm actually starting to look forward to it now. I think Paul's is still very nervous. You know, it's been his baby for a long time. Um, and I think he's still very nervous that, you know, just like we day one of fundraiser, he thought we're going to get to day one of fundraiser and there's nobody's going to put any money in. I think he thinks that we get day one of book sale, book launch, yeah. and nobody's going to um, to buy the thing. <laughs> um, which, you know, we're 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 waiting for this first batch to come into us um, before we do it, but we are planning on doing a pre-order. So hopefully some. Hopefully, once we start getting some pre-orders, he can relax a little bit about the launch day. <laughs> um, you know, but the re the reality is, I, I feel quite confident. I know there's a lot of people who be who are actually waiting for this book. Um, I think it's from my point of view, it's been, you know, this is really very much Paul's world, but for for me, it's become something that I'm really passionate about uh, because it's such a useful thing so great for for many people um and the people that we've talked to already 
um, including people who we got in to do guest writing. There's a couple of guest writing spots in in the book as well from, you know, from the real people. Um, mm. And to me, you can see straight away how important getting this stuff across to people is. And, and you know, especially every now, the more and more I see on social media and even on, on my own phone, you know, I get all these scam phone calls coming through and being in lockdown and everything was in the way that we are, people are preying on that fear that, you know, and anxieties that everybody's got. So I'm really keen, to, you know, that was the other thing is that we really wanted to get this out as soon as possible because people are more at risk now from all of this than they ever were because fear is one of the biggest things that helps you let your guard down and, and something lets the bad guys in basically. You're right, you're right. I mean, to, you know, I've had a text from UPS, I've got a parcel of mine today. I haven't got any parcels, G. Or if I, you know, I mean, so, you know, things like that. And we all know what they're about. We all know they're fishing. Yeah, uh, things like that. So it is vital. But of course, you know, we've got the knowledge. We're out in, there, in the everyday world. We've got the knowledge. It is about passing that knowledge to others now. And of course, if we beat the scammers, they're going to be far better off anyway, all of us. And more, more money for people to buy the book, which is called... Mental theft. I'll let Jesse do the next bit. You're going to let me do the next bit? Yeah. <laughs> I've got it if you want. Go on. Your mind is the weakest link. Goodbye. <laughs> I'm letting Paul say that because I wrote it. Yeah. Yeah, that's why I was letting you have that bit, dude. <laughs> I just checking you know what it is. Oh, you it was a test. It was a oh, test. No. <laughs> I like it. Jesse, actually, I like your thing. I actually listened and looked at the cover. Yeah. I know he read that bit now. <laughs> just, yeah. for those, just for those who can't see. That's the only bit I read. Uh, just, just for those who can't see, you should see the chat box. Jesse had to write that down for Paul then. Uh, anyway. <laughs> so, and it's available through all good bookshops and some bad ones as well, yeah? <laughs> some of the bad ones. <laughs> now, Amazon. It's on Amazon. It'll be on Amazon, won't it? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh. Should when, when, be as an ebook and as a paperback book uh, from first December. Brilliant. So, when's the next one? Ben, do you remember I sent you about that document that we could both work on? Yeah. Um, because one of the issues was we kept having more and more ideas to go into this, and we had a conversation of that's it. We've got to draw a line on this now. And instead of putting new ideas into that document, we started a document called Book Two. Oh, it's dangerous crowd. Oh, we shouldn't have done it. We shouldn't have done it. Well, I, I think you're both a credit to each other, to the industry, and what you're trying to achieve, because this is not about you two. It's a selfless book. It's about trying to help others that don't stand. Um, just before we finish this podcast, and I get the feeling I'm going to have to split this podcast into two. Uh, this is what you get, see, but uh, this is what you get. Sorry, point. Uh, what, see, the point is, point, if I had the time, though, we'd have finished an, uh, half hour ago. Yeah, mate, do, do, seriously, do yourself a favour, right? Split just one 40 minute recording session and, and make it include the bit where you're nice to them as well. Because <laughs> after that, it's like, that, you know, seriously, we, that was one of our conversations was we can't be doing three recordings for one Newton's Nugget. Um, <laughs> Newton's Nugget, by the way, it's available as a podcast on your favourite podcasty place. <laughs> I know. Walking the dog, I listen to it when it comes out. I'm very well aware of your podcast. Do you really? Oh, mate. I, 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 
my I every time I go for the every time I walk the dogs, I put the podcast a podcast on, and you're in, I subscribe to yours. Um, Thank and, you. and, and, and the big exclusive, of course, was you had Santa last podcast. Yeah. Santa was Santa. on our show. Santa Claus. I was. <laughs> it was amazing. I, I love that. Um, right. Okay. Two things I want to do. So, bro, I'll come back to the one I want you to do. First, I'm going to tell the story, Jesse. Yeah. That I promised you. Good. We went to an online uh, conference day, and part of it was virtual reality networking. <laughs> Jesse, Jesse, I think I just heard your wife calling. <laughs> and it was beautifully set up, Jesse. I can I always mute him. This. I, I can always. I can always mute him in a minute, Jesse. Anyway, it was lovely. And there were sponsors on the wall. There were some high-profile people in there. There was, was, you know, there was a councillor from the Warsaw Council was there. And, of course, you had to create your own avatar and go in the room. And it took a few of us, a few goes to get in. There was the old glitches, etc. Anyway, we all finally got in this room. We've only got an hour because it's lunchtime. It's the time we could talk to each other rather than watching the fantastic videos and the content that was going on. So there's a group of us, and we've all got in a big circle, and we're doing a little bit of messing around, as you do with augmented reality. All of a sudden, Jesse, we hear, coming from a distance, wee! <laughs> and through it goes. Now, this could, of course, be some bug. Could have just been a glitch. So we all sat there, carry on talking. Half a minute later, This went on for 20 minutes of the session, Jesse. Now, the problem is, of course, it's funny, but it's funny for everybody. And all you could hear was 20 minutes of fits of giggles. And we never saw it because he traveled through so fast he was gone. I'll let you decide who was doing the wheeze. Jesse, right. I I feel I need to defend myself a little bit. (laughs) They put me in a virtual reality space, right? Where I was a floating robot. <laughs> I mean, the mistake was on them having not met you before. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what else were you going to do? I've, Jesse, knowing me as well as you do, mm-hmm. if you knew I was getting dropped into that kind of position, would you have given me any control over the avatar whatsoever? There you go. You know, you know full well I never give you control of anything. <laughs> <laughs> Jesse knows just to give me a joystick, sit in the corner, and let me think that I have control of yeah, something. Don't plug it into anything. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, I'm a drone pilot, as you know, Jesse. So um, I was just giving one of the sticks out of the out of an old controller just yeah. just to make him think he's flying it. Right. One, I am... ben, ben, I've just got to say on that uh, because this VR place, you can shoot around, and you'd only hear conversation if you actually went near people in with the avatar. And it was so funny because I heard one guy sensibly saying, oh, you could really do a talking to Paul Newton about that. He's the bloke who, Wee! <laughs> the one who just went past. That's, that's Paul. He'll he'll help you with that. <laughs> <laughs> it is, Jesse. I mean, you. I'm just telling you what you know, Jesse. You know, but the, the, to the crowds listening, you've got to meet this guy, haven't you? He's just incredible. He, yeah, is, he, is, he yeah. is. And an entertainer. Pure entertainer. Paul... If there's one thing, it's going to go on your gravestone in the many, many years in the future. It's entertainer. That's it. Purely mate. that, mate, and that, that sums you up perfectly. Mate, now, I- tell you what, if it's if it, if I keep going the way I am, 
I'll be in that gravestone in about two years. It'll either be Jesse or my wife that's done it. That's Mental awesome. theft is the book two as a gravestone. <laughs> <laughs> he, he started it. <laughs> a little note saying, don't worry, Jesse will finish it. <laughs> yeah. Right, I am going to turn the tables. Oh, Jesse first, and then Paul. I want one Newton Nugget. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Jesse, uh, my what? my one nugget of advice is: it, Do you want it about anything? Just well, look, we've we've been through what you two are like, you know, the way you work together, etc., cetera, etc., cetera. and and whatever the nugget is, I know it's going to see you both through many different things. So, one nugget that you give. Look, my nugget is: Know yourself and know the people around you. Okay, but you knew Paul. Both... You knew Paul and still work with him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Because the, the reason I say that is, you know, it's kind of a theme all the way through here, but because I've known my own strengths and weaknesses and I've known Paul's strengths and weaknesses, that's how we've got through. It, it, our wives laugh that we, you know, that we're a married couple. Um, and actually, it, it, it's the same, you know, it's, it's the same sort of idea. You know, people think business relationships, therefore you, you know, this is my role, I'm an MD or I'm a sales director or whatever your role is in a business is how you should behave and you should do this. But the reality is people don't fit those specific boxes perfectly. Um, and so knowing how different people work and understanding how you work with each other um, is just like you do in a you know in a relationship. We, my wife and I always laugh that um, we have blue and pink jobs in the house. You know this concept of there's the blue jobs and there's pink jobs. And you do the, the pink ones. Sorry, you do the pink ones. Yeah, I do all the pink jobs. I did the cooking and all of that. You know, we were bored one afternoon, and my wife said to me, "Do you want to do something?" I said, "Yeah, let's do it." And and she said, "What do you want to do?" And I said, "Shall we bake some cookies?" And she said, "I thought we were going to clean the cars." So that pretty much sums up our relationship. Um, and, you know, but trying to understand if we tried to fit in those confines of husband and wife, our relationship wouldn't work. And I think if Paul and I try to be something other than ourselves and try and make each other something different, well, there's no, you've known Paul long enough now you know if you've met him for three minutes you know that you can't make him something that he doesn't want to be um so <laughs> i don't even know what he is though jesse that's the problem i haven't worked that bit out yeah i don't think he doesn't even know himself what chance of me and you got no, no. i gave up trying to work it out right come on then let's have the newton nugget I was going to, do you know what, when you first said that, I thought I'm going to talk about understanding your skill set and the skill set around you. But Jesse's nailed that. He's absolutely nailed that. So I'm going to go for something else, which is no matter what position you're in, no matter how bad you think it might be right now, there is help out there if you give people a way to help you. And do you know what? The crowdfunder proved that. Jesse and me working on stuff proves that. The Every time somebody reshares one of the tweets or one of the Facebook posts, they're helping us in some way. So if you just let people know how to help you, that help is there. 
One thing I know, Paul, is that you've accepted a lot of help. You've been through, you've told your story at the start, where you were and where you are now. You're both incredible. You both are. You both deserve as much praise each other. I know it's a joint effort. Um, the two people I do feel sorry for, for are your wives. I don't know whether they get a look in, um, but that's another conversation, another podcast with them on board. Wives. Yeah. But, uh, but you're two incredible people. I wish you nothing but the very, very best of luck over the next few weeks. I hope this book goes off the shelves. Um, as quickly as you can print them and uh, and uh, I hope to the audience I'm pretty sure you've enjoyed that it's been an hour and 20 absolutely incredible information with two positive guys who are pulling up trees who are doing things that never thought they'd do they've done it because their attitudes are bang on and they just have got there and they are achieving amazing amazing things so gents absolute pleasure for the entrepreneurs viewer the entrepreneur's view of business, I've lost. I'm lost for words now. Thank you very much. And I promise to return the favour on, on the Newton's Nuggets for you, Jesse. And if you want to get Paul on it as well, you're more than welcome. Uh, we'll think about him. Great stuff. Jens. How do I get a week off? Hold on. Do I get a week off? No. Uh. <laughs> Work. Work. Okay. The whips are out. The boss is putting his foot down. On that note, over and out.